Hello, and welcome to the Enterprise Endpoint Experts podcast. I'm your host, Bill Burnett. Our guest today is Steve Thompson. Good afternoon, Steve. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm doing really well. And how are you doing today? I am fine. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So you've written a book. Well, actually, first, let's talk briefly about where you work. You are working at um, SoftChoice, correct? That's correct. I'm a uh, senior consultant with SoftChoice, and presently I'm active in the Microsoft uh, data platform practice where I'm assisting in designing and delivering new data platform offerings to our clients. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I have a friend who works at SoftChoice here in Seattle, and he actually said that they bring in so many free lunches that people gain weight when they join, and they call this Soft Choice 15. Have you ever heard of that word in your office? I, I haven't. I haven't, Bill. That's a good one. <laughs> it does smell like delicious food around there. So you are, you are an author, correct? I am. Tell us the title of your book. The title of the book is... The System Center 2012 R2 Configuration Manager, A Practical Handbook for Reporting. How did you get the idea to write a book? You're working in the industry, and at some point, you're like, hey, I'm going to write a book. How did that come about? Well, I had an opportunity to write a chapter in a book as a contributing author, and the chapter was on reporting services. Uh, So... A while back, I was approached by someone who I know and trust, and he asked me if I was willing to write a book on reporting services and configuration manager. Okay. And now that we have uh, configuration manager CB, uh, mm-hmm. current branch, is, is it still relevant, the book that you wrote for 2012? Absolutely. Absolutely. This book teaches concepts, uh, report authoring tools, and how to make the tool selection, uh, and further concepts and techniques. It's relevant to reporting far beyond SCCM. Okay, great. And you're an MVP also, right? You've been an MVP since, MVP since it looks like December? Yeah, December of 1995. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. And I, I'm probably one of the last ones standing that have been uh, continuously awarded. Uh, yeah. Just, in fact, just recently, I, I found an award letter. They used to mail letters in those days. And uh, I was I was awarded uh, MVP status for Microsoft Access back in the day. And then I migrated from that into SQL Server, which I was SQL Server for about five years. Uh, and then, then got brought into the uh, CM space. And now we're called EMS for Enterprise Mobility Suite. Okay, great. So you're actually you're an OG. They should <laughs> they should have a little sub thing for that MVP OG. <laughs> That's funny. I like it. <laughs> so let's just dive into the the tech here. Um, you know, get at a high level, get an understanding of SCCM and SQL Server. Mm-hmm. So for people who've never set up SCCM, right? So it runs essentially. Um, it's going to need a SQL Server database, and is that going to run on the same box as SCCM? Different box? You can choose. Do you have a, a recommendation? I, I do, and it can. It, it could certainly be set up to run remotely. However. My personal preference is local installation. As a matter of fact, I have a blog article of why you should never install SQL remotely. Uh, there are a few exceptions to that rule, and primarily if you have SQL Server running in a high availability mode, it, it, you need to actually separate those. Uh, we are going to be running a, a Midwest Management Summit session on high availability and, and also SQL uh, optimization as well. So kind of covering those topics in our, in our sessions. Okay, great. What's the what's the 
name of your blog. You have a blog where you publish your articles. Is that right? I do. It's it's technical content, and the name of the blog is stevethompsonmvp.wordpress.com. Okay, great. And for larger installations of SCCM, uh, where you have a bit of a server hierarchy, would you consider moving some of the roles, some of the uh, different roles that might require uh, SQL databases to other servers? And if so, which roles? Yeah, we, we have, we've done a number of designs where particularly larger sites, the idea being that you want to offload services from the SCCM primary site. And the idea being that client-facing roles in particular are good candidates, such as the management point, distribution, sub, pixie role if you're using OSD. Um, and other techniques that can help are having perhaps multiple management points in the site and management uh, database replicas can also help offload that traffic. Okay. And let's talk about just setting up and configuring SQL Server. There's obviously some, you know, design and configuration choices you can make. What are some of the recommendations you have for those basics? Absolutely. Great question. And here's here's just a few, uh, and, and there are many. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have a session dedicated for that one to optimizing SQL Server for SCCM. Nice. Uh, I, I want the, to tell the, people to go to MMS because this podcast will air before that, but it's sold Excellent. out. So if you're there, go see Steve, as I think all we can really say. <laughs> you can come see me and, and uh, feel free to ask questions and bring you questions. And furthermore, a lot of this information I'm going to dive into right now is, is also blogged as well in my blog. So but starting first, make sure that you have a proper size estimation of how large the database is going to be and pre-configure your, your databases. Uh, install SQL Server in a proper location, not drive C, which is a lot of people will do and make that's a mistake uh, split your data and log files to different drives place tempdb on a dedicated drive is also another one in multiple deep tempdb data files as well usually four is a good starting point um, and furthermore manage your auto growth ideally you don't want your data files to grow um, that creates file fragmentation and can ultimately start slowing things down so the key there is if you do have auto growth make sure it's large enough so that thing it will grow appropriately those are just a few but not not all not all by the way Okay, great, great, great. Yeah, and way, way back in the day, they used to say, always change your password because they would just hack SQL servers around the internet by trying password. But I don't think people really allow passwords that much anymore, do they? What's your recommendation on that? Do you just shut shut password access off entirely? Yeah, there's two different types of authentication mode of SQL. One is the so-called mixed mode where you could have a standard uh, SQL account and a password combination and then Windows uh, authentication. Um, the one you're referring to is the same one. I believe it was Code Red uh, actually um, was able to hack a lot of SQL Server instances because SA, this system administrator account, was there with no password, so which was a huge flaw. So the best recommendation now is to make sure that if you do need to use mixed mode, and that's actually not really a good, it's not Microsoft best practice, is make sure you have a very, very strong password on the SA account, but better yet, use Windows authentication for security mode. Okay, great, great. And... <clears throat> And for people currently running uh, Configuration Manager 2012, they're looking to move to current branch. What are some things to keep in mind when they're trying to accomplish that migration when we're thinking of SQL Server? 
Absolutely. The, the most important thing is be aware of the version compatibility uh, issues, and that being the server operating system version, SQL Server versions, and particularly as related to SCCM current branch. Uh, Microsoft has documented this. Uh, I would recommend doing a search and make sure that you check the proper supported or supportability matrix before upgrading, just to make sure that you get the upgrades done in the proper sequence. And, and what about tuning? I'm going to make this a two-parter. One is tuning generally some advice, and then does it differ? Do you have specific tuning advice as regards to uh, an installation for Configuration Manager? Well, I do. And the as I mentioned earlier with some of the pre-configuration or, or setup steps that are very important to make sure, one, that your architecture is correct, SQL Server is installed correctly. Um, tuning is a big subject. Um, one of the So there's several things here. One, make sure that you've adjusted the max memory setting for SQL Server so that it doesn't take too much memory, particularly if it's on the same server with SCCM. So you want to restrict to a certain degree uh, the maximum memory. The second is that implement a tuning solution that works. Uh, there is a known issue with the built-in database maintenance tuning task in SCCM. Uh, found that many times, frankly, it does not work. Um, the other issue with the built-in task is that when it does work, uh, it only updates indexes and not statistics. Um, based on some some in-depth research and, and a few years ago, we hit on a solution written by a Swedish MVP by the name of Ola Hallegren. He has an outstanding uh, database tuning uh, implementation, and I've actually doc documented this on my blog. It's probably one of the more popular articles, and it's it's optimizing SCCM databases is the name of the article. You can find it for a step-by-step -step on how to implement. But the brilliant solution that Ola created is, is basically it's open source. Um, it updates indexes, and, and also more importantly, it updates the statistics behind the scenes so that, therefore, uh, queries uh, choose the proper optimization plan for executions. Bottom line is if you start to see your console running slow, things, queries come back a little bit slower, it probably means your indexes and statistics are out of date and Ola's solution will, will make things run a lot faster. Uh, so, so don't just go to your manager and say you need to spend $100,000 on a really fast server. Well, unless you really need that, but I, I would suggest <laughs> tuning it first and see what happens. But yeah. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. I've, I've seen some pretty dramatic improvements in the query performance. So in the corporate world, you have different people doing different things. And as a configuration manager... Uh, administrator, or whatever your title might be, you're probably not going to be the DBA. So the DBAs have their world and they're like, we do this and you can't do that. And then you can do this. Um, so do you have an opinion on who should manage your databases and how much access you should give your DBAs? Yeah, that's, that's also a very, very good question. The DBAs, in my experience, first of all, going back, the the my recommendation is to learn how to manage SQL Server yourself. If you are a SCCM administrator for your company, it it makes sense that you may want to be your own DBA, uh, whether it means getting a little bit of training to understand how to manage it appropriately. The um, point there is that you want to take responsibility for your SQL environment. Um, DBAs have a tendency to perhaps over-engineer things to a bit. Uh, and 
potentially cause some issues. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I was a DBA at one point, and that, that's what we actually said about all you people who were running things on the databases. <laughs> I like to refer to myself as a recovering DBA. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in that boat myself. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen if a DBA gets into your database? Well, I've seen <laughs> yes, well, I, and I've seen situations. DBAs have a tendency to want to lock things down. They want to make things more secure, right? Yes, their and, whole job and, is about and, stressing out that something's going to go wrong with the database. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the first thing they start doing is restricting accounts, what accounts can do, uh, access, what, what access, and, and the ability to do do certain things, right? And then what I find is that they secure databases so well, SCCM can no longer access the database. So if they make that happen, of course, now you're responsible for an application that no longer functions. So SCCM is slightly different than many other applications and, and typically the default settings I mean, after you secure your database, et cetera, uh, is appropriate for SCCM. Okay, great. And um, <clears throat> so I just want to step back because you're, you know so much about databases and you've been involved with um, SQL Server for a lot of years and SQL generally. So over time, have you seen any significant paradigm, sh paradigm shifts from like the late 1990s in database technology? I remember like in the mid 90s, everybody thought it was going to be object oriented database and it turned out yes. they weren't that practical so that really didn't go that far i mean what kinds of trends have you seen come and go and where do you think database technology is heading i think there are two two major shifts that i see and, and i find extremely interesting one is is the movement to the cloud um, it is now very easy to move windows server and sql server workloads to cloud-based platforms uh, with that there's less reliance on on on-premise data centers so in some cases clients may not even need a dedicated dr site because they can move those workloads into uh, azure or, or aws or whatever cloud-based platform fits their need um, second this is probably one of the more fundamental shifts in that i see a movement towards what's called in the industry is big data, right? HD Insight, Data Lake, et cetera, and IoT or Internet of Things. As a result, we're seeing a movement from structured data to unstructured data and building frameworks to accommodate we were taking in that massive amount of data. Um, for example, and I did a little research uh, on this actually for another another topic. Uh, Rolls-Royce is in the business, of course, making cars, but they also manufacture aircraft engines. And Microsoft has an interesting case study, uh, just some data points. They have 13,000 aircraft engines in, in place worldwide. And Rolls-Royce is in the business of selling airtime. So therefore, the longer their engines stay in the air, the more money they make. Uh, and they have sensors on all of their engines. Their fleet generates over one terabyte of data per hour. Wow. And all of that information has to flow into a database of some kind. And, and then once they have that data, they use things such as predictive analysis, uh, machine learning, et cetera. So they can start to predict when a fuel pump might fail, for example, and they can schedule a replacement before it actually fails. So what I see is, and that's a great example, I think, of how analytics are going to be used in the future even more so to start analyzing things such as this and, and to predictive insights in terms of what's going to happen or what might happen. Right, right. And that much data is really a pretty good use case for um, off-premise. You're adding a 
that much data all the time, it's going to be tough to manage that on-premise. Exactly, exactly. And that, that all of that information is being fed in real time as well, which is another interesting point. Oh, I was really, I had assumed the planes came back and then downloaded it, but... No, it's, it actually happens real time. I think each each aircraft engine generates something like one gigabyte of data or something like that per hour. It's, it's huge. Uh, so they're eating up my Wi-Fi. That's why I can't yeah. stream music on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, what's new? Uh, what's new or coming out new with SQL Server and high availability for SQL Server, particularly as pertains as pertains to Configuration Manager? Yes, uh, SCCM now supports SQL Server running always on availability groups, and that's a fairly recent, I would say, within the last few major versions, uh, which is which is intriguing in that it, it, we can have really full. Uh, high availability on the SQL Server side. Um, there's a very intriguing new option with SCCM that will provide a high availability solution within SCCM itself. Um, I can't really say too much more about that. This is still brand new. Um, <laughs> MVPs. Oh, I know something really cool that's coming up. By the way, I can't tell you because I'd have to kill you. <laughs> however, if you come to our session, well, we have certain things that we're bound to by the program uh -huh. manager. No, I, I get it. But, it's all good. Yeah. But if you can attend our session, on SCCM and SQL Server high availability options, we will discuss this one in more depth. That sounds great. So where can people buy your book? Well, it's available on Amazon. And if you search on, on the title that I mentioned earlier, the System Center 2012 R2 Configuration Manager, a practical handbook for reporting uh, by Steve Thompson. Or if you just go to my website, again, the blog, stevethompsonmvp.wordpress.com, you'll find a, a link there as well. That's great. Thank you so much. And we'll post a transcript to this as well. Um, and you can see all of our podcasts or obtain all of them at um, adaptiva.com slash sccm-academy. Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to meeting you next week. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me on, Bill. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a great afternoon. Bye. Thanks. You do the same. Bye.